We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Everybody, and we're back. Uh, you know, I I like the signature sign off for the podcast, but uh, I have found with the podcast uh, the signature sign on is really misleading. I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. It's interesting. I, I never noticed I said podcast before, but apparently I say it a lot. Uh, but anyway, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh, maybe there's something weird about the word podcast that I just don't like saying podcast. But podcast is uh, just fine. Well, all right then. Well, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And uh, and then that's kind of weird, too, because I didn't get that from anybody, anything or anybody. Uh, you know, I, I picked up Horrible from Howard Stern. Uh, there are things that I have picked up from, from other people. Certainly there are things that I can't even say my own way because uh, – I just have it so ingrained uh, because it's just, you know, I say nickel difference like Louis Anderson. Uh, when something is good, I say, uh, this is good. This is very good. Like uh, 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 that's uh, Kevin Pollack's impression of uh, Albert Brooks leaving uh, a message on his answering machine. Uh, so it's weird. I don't I don't know where I got uh, I got podcast from. I certainly didn't get it from my parents because you know growing up there were no podcasts. That's right, kids. Come around the fire and let Grandpa tell you a story about technology. In my day, there were no podcasts. And um, oh, uh, you know, I've got a I've got a bunch of stuff left over from the technology podcasts I, I wanna I wanna talk about, but. Um, Ah, uh, you know what? Screw it. I was gonna bitch and moan about how I don't know what to do with my life, and uh, I don't know what job I'm gonna get next, and all that stuff. But eh, eh, there it is. I said it. Done. Let's move on. Uh, the technology podcast. Uh, I can't believe there's so much I left out, but I sort of felt like I had, you know, I was just sort of, uh, uh just, uh, you know, gushing or something uh, too much at the time. So, uh, but uh, definitely, you know, the great thing about the podcasts, um. Oh, anyway, so the signature I was getting, uh, the, the, the signature sign-on is very misleading, right? Because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of times I don't know which ones I've listened to and which ones I haven't, and and um, I, I will hear people start their podcasts the same way every time, and it always throws me because I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I think I've already heard this, and I hate, I hate listening to stuff multiple times. It didn't used to be the case, but you know... Now I have this luxury. Now I can listen to anything I want as many times as I want or once or whatever and then move on. It's super easy. You know, I when I had a, a job uh, uh, doing tech support, I used to uh, record the Howard Stern show and then go back and listen to it. And, you know, I, I used to listen to it over and over again throughout the day because I needed something to listen to. But, of course, now with podcasts, uh, I can just, you know, I've got so much to listen to. I don't want to listen to anything more than once. But I hear, I hear these guys, you know, start their show the same way. Like, and it's almost like, uh, Groundhog Day, you know, where they, the radio comes on and he hears that same thing over and over again. And he doesn't even put two and two together until like the third time he hears it. And he's like, wait, that's not right. 
Uh, oh, yes. So, oh, and podcast. Podcast is really funny because um, people treat the podcast like it's a radio show. And so there are all these things that there are old radio conventions that people are still hanging on to, like, um, I don't want the guests to talk until I've introduced them, which is stupid because it's like, I know who the guest is. You know, and, and, and I, you know, you put it, you put it right in the description of your show on your podcast. I know who the guest is. That's why I have downloaded it half the time is because I, I, I know. So, and, and, you know, it's nice to give a person a formal introduction, but then I, I think the, I, what I, what I would really argue against is get that over with right away. Like, you know, if you're having a guest on your podcast, the first words out of your mouth is, hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. My guest here today is Babidi Ba. But, you know, you, you hear things like, you know, Pardo's Never Not Funny or some of these others. And it's just like, you know, the guest is supposed to sit there and shut up. And, you know, while the host sort of meanders around, it's just it's a waste of time, everybody. Just stop it. Stop it. And the whole idea, too, about reintroducing the guest, like unless your podcast is also a radio show, don't do it. Because it's not like somebody tuned in into the middle of a podcast, right? They and, and they know, like I said, it's in the description of the show who your guest is. We don't need to be reminded of this. So all of this, like, old stuff is, uh, is kind of a weird uh, convention. Uh, one of the things that, that a couple of people are doing now, like uh, Jordan, Jesse Go, and Comedy and everything else, they do um, – they tell you what's coming up. In terms of like subject matter, but not guests. And so they'll say like, well, coming up is this and this and this, but it's all done after the fact. So they know because they lived it, they'll go back and re-record the intro about what's coming up. And it's it's kind of interesting because it's, you know, it's it you 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 it is kind of an interesting tease because you're like, wait a minute, they're gonna talk about what? And then sure enough, it comes up and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, before, oh, a couple of other things I wanted to talk about in terms of, uh, the technology podcast. Uh, two things that, that absolutely should be in the car that isn't, that we have had available to us for a long time, um, is first of all, the battery voltage, voltage meter in the car, on the dash, right next to the speedometer and your gas tank, just as important as oil, gas, speed, battery voltage, because you're not going anywhere if that battery voltage is down. And and really, you know, what drives me crazy is whenever you need a jump start uh, to your car and, and the guy says, well, just drive around a little bit and then it'll charge it up. Well, how do I know when it's charged? I mean, do I just, just drive around? Do I just leave it idling in my... How do I know? And and this is the reason why this bugs me so much, is because I know this technology has been available. Because Kevin Johnson, in 1987, used to drive around a Mitsubishi Montera, and it had the voltage meter on the dash. Right there, plain as day. And you know what? I I have a tachometer in my car. I've got a I've got an I've got a, a automatic transmission car. My car has a tachometer. That's taking up valuable space. Get rid of that and give me my voltage meter. And you know what? Most people who drive stick, 
you know, if you're just learning to drive stick, you'll look at that tachometer, but never again. Like once you, once you get into the rhythm of it, you just do it by sound. You just are like, yep, sounds like this, or I know I have to shift at this speed or something. You don't use the tack. The tack is virtually useless at this point. And if you want to put a tack on it, make it smaller, put it in the corner. Don't make it this thing that's, I, I mean, in my car, it's the size of the speedometer. It's ridiculous. Stop it. And, why Why do I need the voltage meter so much? Well, maybe I wouldn't if um, people, car manufacturers were not so hell-bent on me leaving my lights on, right? Like, can anybody explain to me why the lights need to be on when the key is out of the ignition? Now, I understand there are times when you've lost your keys and so you'd like to turn the lights on. okay. Give me a switch to do that, but don't make it the default. Make it, I push the button, a soft switch to turn the lights on. And the, and the other idea too is, you know, in cars, they give you that thing, that multi-position switch where you can just turn on the fog lamps. Guess what, everybody? In California, it's illegal to drive with just the fog lamps on and not that main headlights as well. It's ridiculous. Okay, give me a button. I push the button. The headlights come on. I take out the key when I'm done. When I get to my destination, lights go off. Now, I know there are a lot of cars that are actually doing this, right? I think uh, Cadillac. Cadillac, boy, I tell you, man, um, Cadillac has the sweetest technology. They do crazy crap that I don't see anybody else doing. The problem is it's in a Cadillac, now, look, I have no problem with, you know, re- reliability or the smoothness of the ride or it. I'm not I'm not buying a Cadillac. Cadillac is an old man's car and I am not even 40 yet. Yet. Wait for it. So I'm not buying a Cadillac and Cadillacs are expensive, too. So I'm certainly not going to get it just based on that. But, uh, oh, they had they had this. Um, I saw it at a at a. A thing once. Um, oh, I think it was the car show because uh, Miriam's brother's into car, and he would come out, and we'd always go to the the car show together. They had this really cool heads up display of uh, it was like infrared technology. So so it would cast out like it would gather IR information and then broadcast it up to a heads up display. So you could see if like deer was in the bushes that were, you know, ready to leap out in front of you, you know, as you're driving at night. Oh, it was so damn cool. And it wasn't a concept car either. They were really doing it, but you know, stuff like that's expensive and people don't want to pay for it. Cause you know, that's not, you know, factory default stuff. That's, you know, Hey, you got to pay extra for that. And I get it, but you know, Give me the option, right? Like, I don't even see car manufacturers giving me the option for this kind of technology. They don't even offer it. I mean, I get it. It's expensive. But somebody's doing it. It must be out there, right? And that's the other thing that kind of bugs me about about all kinds of technology is just not even giving me the option, right? Like, I play video games. Well, give me the option to remap the keys to whatever I want. Nope. No, you don't get that. Why not? Just give me the option. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, and before we leave the the technology bent, um, 
I, I have to crap on the iPad just a little bit more, uh, just because it, there are some things about the iPad that I'm really surprised that mainstream media is not talking about. I mean, you've seen a bunch of articles out there, oh, top 10 things that are surprise delights of the iPad, or top 10 things um, that suck about the iPad, but it's weird what they're not talking about in terms of the iPad, which it's funny. You look at some of these like 10 things that suck about the iPad and you read the list and you're like, that's not bad. That's no big deal. Whatever. Uh." Um, But it's almost as it's, it's a little, I'm a little conspiratorial about it. I'm sort of thinking like, well, we should write some negative articles because, you know, nothing's perfect and, and we need to, you know, make people believe that we're not just a bunch of fanboys and we're balanced. Um, so let's just write an, an article that claims to have negatives but really has no negatives. Uh, one of the things that's interesting, actually, I have seen this in the media quite a bit, is uh, people complaining about the weight of the iPad at 1.5 pounds. The reason they're complaining about 1.5 pounds is because, you know, a book, I I weighed Atlas Shrugged uh, before I came in here, and it it came in at 14 ounces, so not even a pound. Uh, Magazines would be, gosh, a couple of ounces. Um, Paul Schaefer's hardcover autobiography was one and a quarter pounds. Um, But the whole thing was, I I saw this, uh, somebody said this online, that they... uh, you know they've got cats, and the cat wants to be in, cat wants to be in your lap. Well, if you have to hold this one point five pound thing up to avoid the cat, it gets pretty heavy pretty fast. Eh, still doesn't seem like that bad to me though. But here's the problem I have with the iPad that I, nobody seems to be talking about, which is the thing that's really a problem versus a laptop or a netbook or something is 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 a laptop has a screen where you can adjust the viewing angle, right? Like, I don't understand why laptop manufacturers are hell-bent on the glossy screen because it reflects every bit of everything. And so you have to constantly be adjusting with the viewing angle to get it just right. An iPad sits, if you're like, if you want to eat breakfast while reading your iPad, your iPad sits flat on the table. And where are the lights? Where's everything beaming in from? The ceiling. So you won't be able to see a damn thing unless you get the eye easel and put it on that. And why, why doesn't the iPad just come with a kickstand, right? Just and then, then it can sit up, and then you can flip through it and, and do uh, all your things. Oh, the other kind of weird thing I, I heard about the iPad is you can't just plug it into your USB port on your computer and charge it up. That sounds crazy to me. I mean, that's just counterintuitive to everything I've heard. You know, I mean, not heard, but like that, you know, the, uh, the iPod, the iPhone, it's all like, you know, I don't want to carry around an extra charger. I don't mind carrying around a $2 cable that I can plug into my computer. That's no big deal. But I want to carry on a charger and, and, and nobody ever has enough uh, electrical outlets for all the things that they need to charge. So why... I don't know. I don't know if that's 100% true. Somebody, I read, a, read that online, uh, so who knows. But the one really cool thing I saw somebody do with an iPad was the director of uh, The Price is Right. Uh, it had tossed aside his paper script and got himself an iPad and put the script on the iPad and then had himself a little easel and then 
directed the show using the script, reading it off an iPad. Now, as much as I crap on the iPad, if it can get people to stop printing, I don't care, right? Go for it. Because, I, I mean, when I was at Macy's, the amount of paper that people used was insane. And they had, they they just, I don't understand it. Just people wanted it in their hands all the time. And it was like, really? Really? Uh, but if, we, if, you know, and show business, show business uses a ton of paper because it's just, here's a new script, here's script revisions, and it's just paper after paper. And every movie is, you know, it's one page a minute. So a 90-minute movie is 90 pages and everybody has their own copy of their script and everything. And it's just like, oh, if we could just get people away from that and get them into some sort of electronic form, mission accomplished. Oh, and by the way... I got to I got to hear about that uh, the Price is Right thing because uh, Drew Carey is online and uh, he posted that picture in his Twitter account and I got to see it, which was another neat perk of technology. So let's get into the opposite of uh, technology. Let's just talk about good old nature, man. Like this, like here's the thing about nature. I'm gonna get all hippie on you. Hey man. Hey man. Uh, you can't miss... Oh, hey, by the way, before I get into nature, a quick movie review. I just finished uh, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Fantastic. Fantastic. I still like Mallrats better as a Kevin Smith movie, but Zack and Miri is great. It's, for those of you who enjoy an uncomfortable comedy, plenty of that. Uh, for those of you who like boobs, there's a fair amount of that. Um, and... Uh, an amazing performance by uh, Elizabeth Banks. That woman is absolutely fearless. Um, you know, you, I, I originally saw her doing um, Wayne Days, which is a, uh, a webisode uh, directed by um, David Wayne that you can see on mydamnchannel.com, which is the Harry Shearer-sponsored uh, Simpsons money-funded um, uh, My Damn Channel. And she she will do anything. It's really amazing. Anyway, Zach and Mary make a porno. Um, it just just a delight and funny, really funny movie uh, with boobs. And that's a combo that we need more of in the in the world. So anyway, there's my quick movie review. But anyway, getting back to nature. Uh, nature is is something that we really try to think that we have a handle on, we understand, and we can control it and and make it bow nature to our will. Boy, is that not true. And every once in a while, nature just comes up and says like, really? Really, you think you got a handle on this? Let me show you what I can do. And with the destructive power of an A-bomb... Mother Nature just smacks you around. I mean, you know what? In 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 the span of like two weeks, we had uh, both the Haiti earthquake and the Chile earthquake. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the movie 2012 and basically the earth blows up. Yeah, th- They don't even try to fix it. They don't even try to change it. They're just like, yeah, we're pretty much just going to have to evacuate. We're going to have to do something. We can't, we can't do anything about this. You know, and all the things about, you know, tornadoes and, and all the destructive power of Mother Nature. Just, no, we don't have a solution to one of it. 
we haven't figured out how to solve droughts and, and hurricanes and earthquakes, and we don't really even have any idea of predicting them except for maybe tornadoes. And really, all that, that you can do in predicting a tornado is you stand outside and you go, ooh, it's a little windy. But it's not cold. It's kind of warm, actually. Oh, crap. Hmm. Is that a cow? Hmm. And that's about it. That's all we've got right now. And even, even in my own little way, I was, uh, I was screwing around with Mother Nature in, in my younger days before I knew better. By the way, I have to say about that whole iPad rant, I'm just thinking about how I'd like this podcast to, like, be around for a while. And 40 years from now, people are going to be like, what's an iPad? That's kind of weird. What's he talking about? Because I don't read newspapers. No, I just have them beamed directly into my brain. So 40 years from now, people are going to be like, iPad? What's that? Sounds like a feminine product. Oh, gosh. If we could get digital with feminine products, we'd have something there. Oh, but anyway, um, Mother Nature, yes. And speaking of feminine products, let's talk about Mother Nature. Oh, in my own way, I was screwing around with Mother Nature in my youth. Um, when uh, Kevin Stewart, Cam Craig, and Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson mentioned twice, boom, one podcast. That's right. I uh, haven't spoken to him in years, but I hope he's doing well. The family, the wife, the kids, everybody, hope you're doing good. But uh, yeah, the, th- the four of us headed up to um, Strawberry, I think it was. And uh, there's a, a river out there uh, behind the cabin, Kevin Tewart's family cabin that we were hanging out in. And uh, I went into the water and I was splashing around and walking about and just be like, yeah, right on. Oh, this... This stream's got nothing on me. Whip, boom, on my ass. Ah, I sprained my finger. I was just like, damn, man, this water thing. Don't mess around with that. You know, and it was just something simple. Like, you know, it wasn't even a strong current, but it knocked me down. And uh, and I think, I think all of us kind of got beat up by Mother Nature uh, at some point uh, during that excursion. By the way, I just want to say to everybody, four dudes in a cabin, no gay sex. All right. I just I I know the question was out there in all your minds. This sounds like a recipe for either a slasher movie or gay porno. Well, I'm here to tell you we're all still alive and most of us have our behindments intact. I can't speak for everyone. Not everyone. But really, I think the the problem that people have the hardest time accepting is, in terms of nature, genetics. People people hate to think that genetics has much to play in who we are, right? Like, not even, like, I have this whole thing that our personalities are genetic. And, and they did this, they've done studies where they found twins that are separated at birth, and they have the same personality. They were raised in totally different situations, uh, totally different economic classes, everything, and yet, same personality. You know, they, they both love to drive fast. And, and they even found lately that the, the, that it's genetic. They can figure out if you're somebody who is a bad driver based on your genetics. But this just freaks people out. Because, you know, we have this idea that we are limitless. It's only our ambition that is limitless. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I, it makes sense. Because what a bummer, 
you know, to have a legitimate excuse about why you cannot do something. What a drag that was. I mean, we, it's all so much easier to believe, well, we can do it. You just got to apply yourself. There's nothing wrong with admitting that there is things you cannot do. And that is, uh, I, that's my big message to the kids who are listening to this going, what's an iPad? Uh, is there's nothing wrong admitting you can't do something. I mean, my God, once, once I learned that, that took me so long to learn. Once I learned that, so much of my life was freed up. I didn't try to do home improvement pro- projects anymore that were beyond my reach. You know, I, I, I gave up hobbies because I was like, I'm not good at this. I, I'm never going to get any better at this. And it's fun and I enjoy doing it, but I really just, I, I, I can't, it's too aggravating, right? It drives me crazy that I'm not even just a little bit better than this. And I think the biggest place where people refuse to believe genetics, which is the most painfully obvious that genetics has messed you up, is body image, right? Like, you know, we all see the people and they've all got the bodies that we want. And we're like, I'm just going to keep going to the gym until I look like that. And it's never going to happen. Suck it. Uh, no, I'm never going to look like Schwarzenegger. I'm, I, it's just uh, never going to happen. I don't care how much I work out. Now, I can totally screw with my genetics and start taking steroids and human growth hormone. Oh, see, now it's right in the title there. This is something you don't have that other people do, so you're going to give yourself more of it. I mean, it's genetics. Come on, people. And there are things, and you can push genetics, you know, one way or the other, and you can nudge it. But you can't beat it. You can't fight it. Oh, I'm turning into Chris Rock all of a sudden. You can't fight it. It's genetics. Well, boy, I really should stop doing impressions. It's just, it keeps getting worse. I think, actually, you know, I have to be honest with myself. I enjoyed the Chris Rock impression in the beginning. And then I just went one sentence too far. And then it sucked. Oh, well. But genetics are the thing that we hate to admit exists. Like, I'm never going to play basketball because I will never be tall enough. And yes, everybody likes to trot out the one or two examples in the history of the NBA. Goodness knows how many people have played sports in the history of the NBA. But I'm guessing two people in the history of the game does not warrant a re-examination of my odds of being in it. So now I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to throw out some far out concepts to you and you can just like see if you can hang on. By the way, I'm not even drunk when I'm saying this. This is the middle of the day and I'm just drinking water. So as crazy as this sounds, this is how crazy I am. So first of all, I think, as previously alluded to, I believe our uh, personalities are made up by genetics. I mean, I think that's why astrologers rope people in. Like, that's how they get people, is they say, like, well, I can tell you this about your personality based on when you were born. And I think, you know, obviously there are, they are generalizations, but I find that other people who share the same birth sign, we are fairly similar in, in many ways. Uh, and, and we get along with each other really well. Uh, and I had a roommate who was this other birth sign, and and she was wackadoodle. 
but I mean, let's not get carried away. And so this is how they wrote people in is they say, well, like you were born this time. So therefore I can tell you that about yourself, which makes sense because if you have the idea that only certain things bloom during certain times of the year, wouldn't it also stand to reason that if your personality was genetic, that perhaps only parts, only only certain pieces of genetic material would be available at certain times of the year. Now, obviously, you know, nature has a lot to do with all of that. You know, how you were raised and were your parents alcoholics and all that stuff. I mean, that could, that all has a huge, huge influence on the whole thing. But, you know, you can't just say, well, that's, that's the only thing. Well, of course you can if you want. I'm saying some crazy crap. So can you? Hey, I don't, I know I did not corner the market on crazy crap. You can have some of it, but don't take it all. I mean, it's a big corner, crazy crap corner, corner of crazy crap and lunatic where we all sort of sit and walk around with Bluetooth earpieces, but they're not connected to anything. There's no Bluetooth appliance in my pants or is there? You know, my penis is Bluetooth compatible. I just don't stick it in my ear, but maybe I can put it in yours. Pow! Penis in your ear. Bluetooth. Bing, bang, boom. I think that's my new, uh, that's my new show. Penis in your ear. Or Bluetooth compatible. So here's the part where I get really crazy, right? Like super duper batshit crazy. So going back to Schwarzenegger and how I will never look like him. About every five years, there's a story that comes out about some kid who is like super muscular at five years old. Never worked out in a day in his life. Super muscular. Six pack abs. I hate him. And what they have found is there are two producers of this thing called myostatin, myostatin, and uh, myo with a Y, E-I-E-I-O. Um, and it puts out myostatin, statin, John Jason Statham. And what that does is it, it, it inhibits muscle growth. And for the people who I apparently have it in spades, I think I've even got an extra one. This is good. This is very good. And uh, no, it's not. And guys like Schwarzenegger and professional bodybuilders. Yeah, of course, they're juicing. But they started with a basis of uh, no myostatin in their systems. And it's it's I mean, this is not I'm not making this stuff up. You can go online and find, you know, all kinds of even not even humans, animals, dogs, beef, whatever that have uh, no that all the myostatin shut off in their systems. And they look just they look like nothing but muscle. Um, and I kind of made me wonder, like, you know, if if natural selection is all it was supposed to be and all this stuff, um, why is it? You know, how is it that we still have so much myostatin in our system? I mean, it just seems like unreasonable, you know, like how could I survive in the wild with all of this muscle inhabited? No, wait, inhibited? No, shut down. Uh, It kind of makes me feel like now here's the part where I get crazy. I'm not saying there's a God. What I'm saying is we were created by some alien beings. Yeah, how about that? And 
Uh, they created cavemen. You know, they've been creating people for millions of years. Couldn't get it right. And they would create cavemen and, and all those fossilized people. And they would kind of be like, yeah, no, too stupid. Now we need these, we need the, the, the things that we're creating. We need them to do our work for us. And I imagine that these enlightened beings, they didn't want to do work anymore, right? All they wanted to do was sit around and drink cappuccinos and uh, talk about art and culture and have a leisurely lifestyle. They didn't want to do work. Good God, who wants to do that? Of course, there were a couple of them that were like science guys, and they're like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And they started creating people and creating people, and then, you know, they came up with us eventually. And they, they started with guys like Schwarzenegger, but they were like, fuck that, man. That guy is too damn strong. Uh-uh. We got to get rid of him. We got to shut down that idea immediately. Let's make him more like that guy, meaning me. And uh, where it's like, okay, he can talk, he's fairly with it, but he will not pose a threat to us in any way, right? Like, he's not going to kill us and overthrow us and all that jazz. And then, of course, at some point, these enlightened beings died off, I'm guessing because they just got damn lazy. I don't think we rose up and overtook them or any of that. I think we just, I think they just got lazy. And that's the way, you know, that's really the way... Mother Nature works because it's it's very, very rare that anybody or anything gets wiped out. Bam, one shot, you're dead. It's always a gradual, slowly wearing you down kind of thing. It's like the dinosaurs. Okay, fine. It's pretty much been determined. Meteor came, smashed into the earth. Nope, that's not what killed the dinosaurs cholesterol no what what killed the dinosaurs was not the meteor smashing into the earth uh it was all of them going hey what's that it was the nuclear winter that followed where you know the meteor smashes into the earth and it kicks up a bunch of dust that covers the earth and then none of the sun can get in and everything freezes over and then you die well you know they didn't freeze and die overnight I don't think it probably took him a while. And, and, you know, you watch, um, Mel Gibson's, um, sugar tits. God, I love that. Uh, uh Google it. You'll, you'll look uh, that up and figure out what I, what I mean. And, oh, and by the way, uh, go to Zay Frank's, uh, the show and see the, all the sugar tits jingles, uh, that people made. They're very good. Um, but, uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, where he imagined the Mayans? Incans? Let's call them the Mayans. Let's say it was the Mayans that went extinct, extinct in that movie. You know, in Gibson's movie, something bad, yeah, I didn't watch it, I don't know, but just one big event happens and then everybody dies. But the prevailing theory is that they farmed themselves out of existence. And this is the thing about Mother Nature, man. It's just, it, it's surprisingly strong, but it just wears you down. And, you know, as, and, and the, the deal with farming is, is, you know, you plant stuff. This is something for the kids. I know all the adults out there, we all learn this, but this is for the kids. You plant stuff, the thing you planted leaches out some of the nutrients out of the ground to feed itself, 
and then you know that and then that leaves the ground with fewer nutrients and if you if you just keep farming that same plot of land over and over and over again every single season you'll wind up with fewer and fewer crops because there's less nutrients in the soil until the point where you've just farmed it dry and there are no nutrients left and you can't grow diddle squat on that anymore I love me a good crop of diddle squat. You know, it's so hard because you can't get it everywhere in the country. Uh, but um, so that's probably what happened with the Mayans uh, is they just kept farming and farming. And then, you know, it's not like one year there was nothing. It was like one year there was less and then the next year there was less until one year there is nothing. And once you... You know, because every year you're kind of like, well, why was there fewer crops this year? And you're like, well, I don't know. We're not that that cool with understanding all this stuff about, you know, chemicals and nutrients and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad year. Maybe the sun god is mad at us. I don't know. Well, let's do it again next year and we'll see how it goes. Well, of course, once you're down that hole, there's no getting out. And then, you know, you start getting people really mad because then they're like, you suck as a leader. We should have more food. We hate you. Then people start fighting each other. And then that still doesn't help the farming situation. And uh, and then you just wind up going extinct because you farmed yourself out of existence. Same thing happened with the uh, Easter Island people. You know, they were making all them big heads out of rock and they needed to get those big heads around the island. Uh, So uh, I love me some big heads. Um, and, uh, they use the trees to, you know, make, uh, rollers to roll the heads around on. And the, the trees were actually what they used to make boats and they used the boats to fish and the trees, I think were probably uh, fruit or coconut trees and they used to eat those. And then they just farmed themselves out of existence. So they couldn't even fish anymore because they had no more trees and then they just all died out. Bummer. Oh, so if you want to hear more about uh, that, I, I've been listening a lot to um, Stuff You Missed in High School from HowStuffWorks.com. Very good podcast. Uh, check it out. So the the thing that got me started about thinking about nature for this podcast was a lot of stuff happens, and I don't understand why, because it seems so contrary to instinct. Like, you know, because that's... At, at some root level, you know, you have those instinctual things like fight or flight or, you know, the desire to stay alive or boobies, boobies. Uh, and, but there are some things that go on in my life that I just I don't understand. It feels just counter nature. And, and, and nature is, I feel, at what is at my core. And without that, I'm like, how, how, how does this fit into my world? Um, I, I think the, 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 the thing that really made me start to think about this were all the hobbies that I enjoy that I actually, I suck at a lot. And I mean, it's not even just, I'm not very good at it. I mean, I'm really bad at it. You know, I love playing music, but I'm, I'm not good at it. And, 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 and not even just like, I'm not good at it. I mean, like, I flunked out of music classes in college because I was so bad at it. And, um, you know, oh, this was, this was a bit of a heartbreaker. Um, I, uh, I recently uh, was in a, a short student film at the Expressions New Media College, and I finally got my copy just the other day, and I watched it for the first time, and 
not good. Uh, my performance was really not good. I was, and I was really disappointed with myself because I felt like I had gotten better in in you know in acting as life went on. I sort of understood it better. I I, I was able to be more convincing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, I can only hope that they took take one of that performance. And it's a tough, it was tough because the whole performance is me getting strangled by this guy, which is not, you know, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, it was emotionally taxing. It was physically draining. It was tough to do. So, I, I can only, it took me a couple of chance. It, it took, we did like five takes of each, you know, uh, bit of coverage. Uh, and I, I thought I was getting better even in that little moment of between take one and take five. So the only saving grace that I have is maybe they use take one of everything, but I doubt it. And that really depressed me because I was just like, my God, I thought I had gotten better. Because, I mean, really, I looked up at the screen and I was like, that's the same shitty acting I used to do in high school. That's not, that's, that's not any better. And, uh, and of course, I'm not going back into high school videotapes to look that shit up because I don't, I don't want to be reminded of how badly that was. That was, that was no good. So, and, and then I love doing, I loved acting. I love the music. I love, uh, you know, doing animations in 3D terrible at all of them no good at all any no good at any part of any of that and yet i just love it so there is a maybe hope for me i mean i do enjoy doing this podcast i do actually one of the it's one of the few things that i do that i actually enjoy listening to so i don't know maybe i'm not, maybe i'm not a complete waste and of course this whole job thing's getting me down so i hate to leave you on a bummer note uh, but you know, look, I'll survive. This is all rich people's problems anyway, so it's no big deal. I got enough uh, saved up to last me a while until I find another job. So uh, no, no need to panic, folks. Uh, so from me, my fragile ego, my bummer attitude, uh, the music of Bright Brown and Tyler Durden. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you one more time. Till then. From the depth of my-